Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Alongside Tyler Foljam, I'm Joe Fortenball. Daily Wager airs today on ESPN2 at 6 p.m. Eastern. A lot to cover around the association, the NHL, and March Madness as we continue to look at the tournament we didn't get last year but are stoked to have back this season. Tyler, yesterday, Doug and I gave out some futures we liked when it comes to March Madness, he took Oregon to win the West at 25 to one. I had Texas to win the East at plus 850. I was wondering what you were thinking about from a futures perspective that you'd like to share with the people, so to speak. Let me dig into the Midwest region, brother Joe. I like Oklahoma State at 12 to one to come out of that region. I know everyone's darling Illinois playing as well as anyone in the country is the one seed there. But Cade Cunningham, no matter which team, he plays in this NCAA tournament will be the best player on the floor. The likely number one overall draft pick in this year's upcoming NBA draft. Cunningham has lived up to and exceeded every expectation at Okie state. So I really do think they are a live four seed that could come out of that Midwest region. Love the value at 12 to one. Another team that jumped off the page to me was Purdue at plus eight fifty to win the South top 25 in both offensive and defensive efficiency this year. Battle-tested playing in the Big Ten. They beat Ohio State twice. They beat Michigan State twice. They beat Wisconsin. I think the South region is a bit open considering Baylor and how they've struggled post-COVID. Ohio State's a team I like to come out at 3-1, to one, but Purdue at plus 850 has caught my eye in recent days. As we turn our attention to the association, decent card tonight starting 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Utah is laying four with a total of 228.5 at Boston. The more I look at this, the more I like the Celtics. Utah has been the tale of two teams this season, as good as they've been at home, 16 and two straight up. On the road, 12 and eight straight up. At home, 14 and four against the spread. On the road, 11 and nine against the spread. But where it gets interesting is their scoring differential. When they're playing at altitude, they're beating the competition by an average of 13 points per game. On the road, that falls to just 4.2 points per game that's tied for seventh in the association they're one in four against the number on the road in their last five games and I know I'm throwing a lot of numbers at you on this one but I think Utah a bit overvalued in this spot I'm going to be looking to back the Celtics yeah Joe I like the Celtics in this spot too I'll take the four-point head start against the Jazz who are not quite the same team as you pointed out on the road as they are uh, at home Marcus Smart being back for the Celtics I think finally makes them whole, finally makes them a team that we looked at as a legit, you know, Eastern Conference Finals contender. His ability to be that perimeter stopper on uh, the perimeter versus guys like Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, and Jordan Clarkson uh, makes me like the Celtics in this spot. As far as player props, because of Smart's um, ability to be back for the Celtics, I'm looking under 26.5 points specifically for Donovan Mitchell, who I think is in a tough spot here on the road despite being one of the best scorers in the NBA. Now, I want to move to the Sixers and the Knicks. Even though the Knicks are playing the second of a back-to-back and coming off kind of a hard-fought loss where a a comeback in the fourth quarter, Joe, just came up short against the uh, Brooklyn Nets, I'll take the seven-point head start at Philadelphia against the 76ers. We know Joel Embiid is going to be out for a little bit, and that just does so much to change the overall ceiling for the Sixers on both sides of the court. They're going to become far less efficient offensively and far less efficient defensively. So for a Knicks team that, again, is I don't think great, but is going to play hard every single night for Tom Thibodeau, he's going to give his stars like Julius Randle 36 to 38 minutes a night. 
I think a seven point head starts a little bit too much. Uh, and there's still some meat left on that bone in terms of value for the Knicks going up against a Sixers team that is going to have to adjust to life for a couple of weeks without Joel Embiid. It's going to be very interesting to see how the Knicks rebound after getting jobbed last night by the officials in that loss to the Nets. 8 p.m. Eastern, Bulls, Thunder. I'm looking at the over in this one. It's sitting at 225 and a half at Caesars William Hill. Chicago ranks in the bottom half of the league in defense, but they're sixth in pace, which as you and I have talked about over and over again, is fantastic for overs. Fast pace, bad defense. Meanwhile, Oklahoma City ranks 12th in pace, so you can see these two teams flying up and down the court trying to put the ball in the bucket. We've got two teams that are suspect on the defensive end, two teams that fly up and down the court, and when you put it all together, 40 and 36 to the over this season. Not great, but both are over teams. I'm going to be looking Bulls, Thunder, over 225 and a half. You thinking anything with the Lakers and the Wolves tonight? Yeah, I like the Lakers. I'm laying eight and a half against the T-Wolves. That's a big number, but the Lakers, I think, are refreshed coming out of the break. We saw them beat the breaks off the Golden State Warriors last night. This is the second game of a back-to-back, but no Laker played more than 30 minutes last night in that beatdown against Golden State, and that was LeBron leading the way with those 30 minutes. Minnesota is 26th in defensive rating. We know L.A. is first. Much of that, of course, with Anthony Davis, who is still out, but Minnesota Literally the worst team in the NBA against the Lakers. One of the best. I think the Lakers uh, put the put the beat down on Minnesota. I'll lay the eight and a half. I also like going over 223. I just think the Lakers offense will be super, super efficient and bring 120 to 125 points to this game. So as long as Cat can give you, you know, 97 to 103 points, I like the over there with the Lakers laying eight and a half. 10 p.m. Eastern, Portland laying one and a half with a total of 238 against New Orleans. I'm going to play the over here at the price of 238. These are two of the best over teams in the NBA. They've combined to go 49 and 28 to the over this season. Why? I'm glad I asked myself that as I set myself up for some more analysis. Both teams rank in the bottom three in defensive efficiency. Both teams rank in the top seven in offensive efficiency. Neither team played last night, so they're rested and ready to run. Anytime you put a combination of New Orleans, Portland, or Dallas together, you're going to find the over. So those are some of our picks for tonight. He's Tyler Foljam. I'm Joe Fortenball. Remember, more analysis, March Madness, full swing, ESPN2, 6 p.m. Eastern, as Daily Wager returns. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. Good luck tonight.